You're now tuned into the Fully Booked Podcast with Mace, French and Pox. Enjoy the listen. Where to go? Tell me where to go. Twenty-seven, I think. Okay, oh no, I didn't actually didn't go down with you for twenty-seven. I don't believe. You sure? For twenty-seven, no. But it still talks about loss of version. That's what it's still in that chapter. Yeah, I'm moved. I slightly moved on to bad events. I didn't write anything down. But alright, cool. I'll just jump on. So for bad events, and this is quite relevant because we are mm-hmm. in the middle of a bad event. Funny enough, the book does relate to some of the things we are going through now. So there is no real threat, but the, but the mere reminder of a bad event is treated in System 1 as threatening, and that's on page 301. How often do you think back to bad events, and are there any emotions still attached to them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes to what? How I don't often think back to bad events, but now and again I do. And is there emotions? Yeah, there has been, but not as strong as at the, the time it happened. Mm-hmm. Do I want to go into details? It's probably it's probably happened two or three times in my life. Mm-hmm. Bad events. Do I want to go into details? It's up to you, bro. You said you want to make it a bit more personable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll give you an example of one. So when I was in, I was in, um, sorry, I was in New York, mm. and um, uh, I never actually told anyone this story. So I was in New York and. Well, people know that I got ill in New York. This was when I was like 19. I got ill in New York. I was in hospital. I was in hospital two or three weeks. Came out. Um, severely weak, severely ill. Had to stay at my aunt's for a few weeks. So I was too weak and ill to fly back. Before I, f- before I um, flew back, I got well enough to do some shopping in New York. So I've gone out now to do some shopping. This is going to make me sound so stupid. It's unbelievable. But a man got hustled, didn't it? Hmm. I went out now to do some shopping. So I've gone to like, I'm on, I'm on Flatbush, which is a, a well, I don't know if it still is, but it was back then a well-known shopping district in Brooklyn, isn't it? With just like loads of like independent, like some um, chain stores, but loads of independent like sports shops and those kind of things and little like department stores and stuff. So I bought a couple of bits. I think at the time I bought a pair of trainers and I had bought a vest or a t-shirt. This is what I bought so far. Walking down the road now and then one, one dude must have, um, Remember, right now I'm ill in it. So where you man can see this scar on my neck, this mm. little scar here, at the time it was a big patch, like covered up with tape and everything. And man, can, people can see that in it. Like I'm walking over a big patch on my neck, and I look unwell because I'm mad. I'm skinny as it's anywhere. I'm mad weak and mad slim in it. But I'm walking down the road, whatever, with a bag in my hand, and there's some dude sitting down outside um, this shop. So I, I've, I've gone in the shop. Had a look around, it's a trainer store and they saw some clothes. Had a look around, seen a couple of things in there that I was like, oh, they're all right, but I'm not going to pay that for them. Come out and began to like walk past and there's some random dude sitting down. He's like, oh, you didn't want anything in there. I was like, I was like, oh, what do you mean? He was like, oh, um, what did he say? He was like, oh, no, never mind. I was like, I was like, no, nah, not me. He's like, oh, never mind. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, nah, nah, I got, a, I got a dude in there, innit? I was like, anything you want, bro, like 50% off. I was like, yeah? And obviously, fucking... 
man's just got hyped up like okay cool and then like um he was like yeah yeah go in there and um ask for he gave me a name to ask for in it look my, my my guy's working in there in it and then i was like all right cool when i looked around us and like i've asked someone for them they're like no no one by that name so i'll come back downstairs down this i was like no, no one by that name like, he's like what and i was like i was like yeah it's like hey look take this he gave me that this little ticket thing he goes bro take this ticket ask for he's definitely in there so i've gone up again come back down I was like, bro, there's no one in there, innit? Like, because he's saying, yeah, man, I can get you 50%. He's like, nah, bro, I'm telling you, he's in there, man. Just look, I'm, I'm just chilling here. Just leave leave that bag with me and, like, just go up and then, like, I'll just be here. So I was like, bruv, don't ask me why I was so dumb. I don't know why you left yeah. back. <laughs> Too heavy? Don't, <laughs> don't ask me why I was moving so dumb, bro. Like, I was just moving dumb. But it's one of those things where the guy was coming across. It's just dumb, bro. I'll never do anything like this in London. It was just a dumb move, like a mad dumb move, innit? And I've just left the bag. And then even when I've, I've gone up the escalator, I've looked down as I'm looking down. The guy's sitting there in the bag. No, no, the guy's sitting there. <laughs> as you go in the store, you go straight up the escalator. So I'm looking down and the guy's still sitting there. I can see my bag in the I was like, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what the fuck am I doing? Got to the top, come back down. Bro, all I saw was tourists. <laughs> I just saw bare tourists. I was just like, oh, How man got spent? hustled. I think I'd spent about 80 or $90. So I bought a pair of trainers and a t-shirt somewhere else. But I was willing to, I was walking up and down willing to spend about at least $300, $400. So then like, I was like, like a man felt like a dick. I didn't know what to get him. First I was getting emotional. Like, not cr- like first man was about to get emotional. I was like, then I was getting anger. Yeah. Don't know what to do. I was like, I'm dumb. At least yeah. like, you can't even move or run. But, <laughs> but no, I couldn't see the man anywhere. Like, I just, and I was just like, you just got hustled, didn't it? Yeah. Like, you just, you moved stupid. Mm-hmm. You would never, you've never moved like this in the UK and you never would. You've come out of hospital, maybe your brain's still frazzled. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's why I put it down to that. Your brain's frazzled. You just moved mad dumb. Like, it's not like, this is not one of your guys you know for 10 years. You know him for fucking 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Just move mad dumb. And then like, so over time you forget about it. But then every now and again, like, yeah, it just, something will remind you of what happened. Like you forget about it for like two, three, four years. Yeah. Then every now and again, something will come up and it's like, remember when you move like a damn dumb puss? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. Like, and it just, it will come back. And it's happened about, it's come back about two or three times. But even just now, when you asked that question, I was like, okay, cool. Like, because now I, I couldn't tell you what trainers they were. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? That's how far, far beyond we've gone now. Yeah. Couldn't tell you what trainers they were. Mm-hmm. But the older you get with me anyway, and karma and just, and the, the perspective. So with me now, it's more like, you weren't meant to have those trainers. Mm-hmm. And guess what, karma, you, like my man will get his, or maybe that was my karma for something. Yeah. You just start to look, I look at things a lot differently now. Yeah. So that's just the way I look at that that scenario situation. Weren't meant to have them trainers. Maybe it was a karma thing. It was just one of them things, innit? And also, it's a lesson, which I could have learned a bigger lesson in my 30s or 40s, which would have been more severe. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I do so it's just one of them things. But I've probably had about two or three of those yeah. in my lifetime. So I'm still here. So, But yeah, that's, that's my answer to that question. All right. What about you, Pete? Um, <laughs> um, one thing that comes to mind, I'm sure there are a few actually, but as he was telling his story, just mm. before he told his story, I thought about when I was in Argentina, I think I'd just arrived in Buenos Aires and I was in a cab going to, I think my hostel. Mm. And 
either I was paying the guy or somehow he'd seen my money or he was telling me about something. Mm. He was telling me there's a lot of fake notes going, not fake notes, he was telling me there's a change in notes. So like just as how we got um, those like plastic... Um, yeah, you know, yeah, plastic paper notes. and plastic. And yeah, so like he was telling me there's a change and you need to be aware of that because mm. if you're going to be here during that time, your money won't um, yeah, yeah, essentially yeah, work. Yeah. In being in Argentina, I was able to speak Spanish well, very well at that time. So we're having a real conversation, um, but at the same time, I'm a bit um, conscious of the fact when they're speaking Spanish in Argentina, it's like they're singing. Blah, 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 but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, seriously. So I can always tell an Argentinian person like, quite, quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, leading to what happened, he was telling me, I, I showed him my money, but at this point, I'm like, I've seen bare teeth already, all right? And I still, to this day, I tell myself, he didn't rob me. I'm being dead serious because I've, I had to, I shared this story with a few other people. Yeah. So he was, so I showed him my money, and he go, "That's fake." Or like, like, like that's, that's, or like, that's like the same one give you the other thing. And I like, that's like, and then I ended up getting out of the car. And I'm, why did I get out of the car? Either to go to a cash point or something. no, I had to, I must have had to pay him or something like that. Or I, I can't remember what the story was. So I've shown him loads of my notes, mm. and I, I don't know. He might have been holding. I don't know. I'm not too sure. And then mm. I've ended up going out my car and potentially even leaving my stuff in the car. I'm looking, thinking, why would I leave my stuff? in the car mm. with this dude mm. and he goes I'm I'm not going to do nothing like, he goes <laughs> yeah. to me I'm not going to do nothing mm. I end up getting some money and paying him but then, then but later on that day once I've got my money and all that type of stuff I've gone to um, the Bombonera which is the Boca Juniors ground mm. and I've gone to use my note and they told me that's fake bro Serious. Yeah, but the thing is, what I'm telling you is, I like, I don't, couldn't tell you to this day whether he did me dirty or not because other people in like who I was with told me they've got fake notes too, yeah. based from cash machines and stuff like from that. Cash from machines. cash machines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had to go. I went to the bank. I told them, yo, I got this shit from you, lot, mm, and yeah. it's fake. Mm. Um, they didn't they didn't have none of it. But mm. other people said they've had the same sort of experience as well. But like he was, I don't know what if he did some magic trick or I don't know what happened. <laughs> But the point I'm making is, yeah, like, I will never put myself in a situation again where I'm giving someone essentially my money and then I'm to look over my money because I'm not too sure what trick he played over me that mm. day. You know what I mean? To the point where, well, that, well, I didn't have a lot of money that time at all anyway. Mm-hmm. And if he did get one over me, that was money lost. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's one thing that I look back and think to myself, I'll never do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of... As I said before, this is a case of bad events, and as we know, we're in the middle of a epidemic, so to speak. And when I was reading this part, it's it's, it's literally what's going on. So I, 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 there's not even no question for it, but more, what's your take on it? Mm-hmm. A hardware store has been selling snow shovels for fifteen dollars. The morning after a snowstorm, the store raises the prices to twenty dollars. Please rate this action as completely fair, acceptable, unfair, or very unfair. I'm just going to scummy, bro. <laughs> that was an option. But yeah. No, I mean, like, that depends on your mindset and how you look at things, man. Because it's good. That's good business. But, well, what, it's the same well, thing. we're in the same predicament right now. Like, Pete, with the toilet paper and everything. Pete, what's the difference between that and you buying and selling your stock, your shares... For twenty five percent less, twenty four hours later, or whatever it is, you you sorry, you selling them, making twenty five percent profit or whatever, knowing, do you know what I mean? Knowing why they've they've dropped or what? So oh, I'll tell you. Yeah. I'll tell you. When people are selling their stock, they're actually trying to get rid of it. Yeah, but what if they know something that's going to happen? Who's the the people selling it? Yeah. No, they're selling it. No, they're selling it, knowing there's a buyer. I know you can relate it to, mm-hmm. but they're selling because they know that we're in a not price. just there's a yeah. Say that they have inside scoop on something. 
and they're selling it. Yeah, there's a buyer, but they know something's going to happen. But I think it's a little bit different. He, that, I think it's a little bit different. That he, this person here is taking, taking care of advantage or something. We're in a pandemic where people are selling... Um, Soap, sanitizer. For, for, for stupid prices, knowing mm. people are going to need people are gonna need those things, mm. all right? Um, likewise, <coughs> um, there was even a debate in a... In a well, I beg you just cough over there, cuz. You <laughs> <laughs> There's a debate... Man's cough twice in four hours bit, and these like... It's dry. It's a bit dry though, right? It's a bit dry. Man, give me some baby oil to put down my throat then. Yeah. WD-40, bro. <laughs> There's been debate and questions over the... Um, I forget the word I actually want to use, but it's been debate as to some private firms actually selling the... Um, the Come on, the test kit for three, four hundred pounds. Someone told me today, someone's made... A company or a person's made two and a half million pounds this week based on testing for coronavirus. So, what? You can research it. Yeah. Someone told me today. What, from selling the test kit? Yeah, selling the test Where's kit. Where's the test kit, bro? No, obviously, no. Um, anyway. Is he making it? No, 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 no. Because, like, for example, Idris Elba, he, like, how he got tested. He go, how did he get tested? No, he went to a private firm. He went to a private mm. firm and he got the test done. That's how he knows he got coronavirus. Mm. Whereas the average part, average person at this moment in time can't just roll up into the NHS and get a test. Mm. There's private firms which have been um, been given, I don't want to say the green light, it's a poor way of saying it, who have been given the... I don't know, subcontracted by the NHS yeah. mm. to do the um, do the testing. Yeah. And there's some firms That's which have made, business. it is good business, which mm. have made um, two and a half million pounds. There's been question mark as to the ethics mm. as to that. I said to the person, I sit on two fences. I don't know where, I don't know where that lies. Um, if the testing costs, like it's a private, it's a private, it's a private health um, service at the end of the day. So I understand that. And they're also the subcontractors, the NHS. But, do you know, I won't even cut you, go ahead. So I understand that. So as to your example, as to the shares and stuff like that, as to this, I think this is a little bit different because I think where these are essentials, real essentials, knowing your fellow man needs, whether I'm not going to do the whole toilet roll stuff, but needs food or something else, I think you should be selling it to it as, as to its normal price. Personally. So would you say that in that scenario... Would you rate it completely fair, acceptable, unfair, or very unfair? I'm going to give you an answer to your question, but before that, mm-hmm. you two please tell me, you're the owner of that store, you know there's been a snowstorm, next day, what are you doing? French and pox, with your shovels, with pr- pricing your shovels. Probably I'll price them up. Pox, what are you doing? I'm not. You live in the community. So, oh, sorry, I think that also in this book, it speaks about... It does, and we're going to get in the same thing. So okay, so like I don't want to go too much because I want you to ask your question. You live in that same community, all right, where you're going to have to stay there, all right, and people are going to have to, whether it's loyalty. In that so sense, you, I don't know. If you, no, but no, because you can. Yeah, because you're going to answer, and I'm going to. I'll give the what what because they do a test on it as well, mm-hmm. and they say, and I'll give you the answer to what most people thought about that actual scenario anyway so make your point so I do this I do this quite often actually if someone does me wrong in a short in a, in a short in a stop in a shot in a short. I often think to myself I ain't going there again mm. like for example oh we're talking about the dude who just dropped the, hand, the money in my hand you think I don't, I don't remember these things I remember these things quite often so he went to a shop and bought some I bought some M&M's the guy <laughs> I remember these things <laughs> went to buy the M&M's and like the guy just, Got one in my hand, money chingling. I paid you. I put it in my hand. I know what. He's wearing rubber gloves too. Just put it in my hand. <laughs> I don't want to touch you, bro. No, but I remember. Like, I remember these yeah, things. You know. So you going that po- anyway? No. Do you know what? If I was to really to mm. think about it from yeah. a logistic point of view, I would sell them at a the same price that I was selling them at yesterday. 
yes, I, I, from a business aspect, you could say, well, the demand is higher, mm-hmm. so you, you could, and you could, you definitely could, but rightly so, especially if you're if, if you're living in a local community and you serve this community, and you're gonna see these people on a day to day basis, so you could think long term rather than the short term mm. windfall that you would create mm. once the sto- mm. snowstorms there because mm. once the snowfalls cl- snowfall is all cleared and it's all gone mm. these same people that you would overcharge are mm. not now going to come back to you at the sure point. so Very good point. the long term ram- ramifications is to keep the prices the same you end mm. up losing money by actually putting those no, prices yeah yeah because yeah, I think if you put it up that's quite short sighted as, exactly. as we're seeing because I don't know if you're I don't know if you have seen a video where someone's gone into the shop and they're selling the toilet roll. I think it's in Stanmore, actually. I don't know if I should have put that out there. But, <laughs> um, yeah, a particular shop owner, he's selling toilet roll for £10 per roll, I believe it is. And obviously we know because there seems to be an epidemic of people mm. buying up the toilet roll. Mm. So because, again, shortage is, is, is low, they're making the most out of their stock by, by rising the prices. Now, they're saying they need to rise the prices because they're not getting in enough stock quick enough. But realistically, you're not do, you're, you're also not getting other stock, so why not raise up all your other prices for everything else? It's talking nonsense. I went, of course to, it is. I went to buy lemons up. My dad asked me, Andrew, can you do me something? Can you go buy um, some lemons, mm. all right? Mm. Um, instead of, I was going to go down to the high road and I passed by a store and I thought, okay, I might just go here. Jumped out of the thing. But like, two lemons, like a one fifty, two fifty. I said, "Yo, I'm out. I can, I can get, a, I can get a bag of lemons for like a pound something, and you're mm-hmm. selling me. Sorry, if it was three for one fifty, mm-hmm. forget. I'll go down the road, bro, and I get a big bag. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> but, yeah. Um, so go on. What was the option? Sorry, French. Yeah. So to, to answer the question, mm. the hardware store. Well, again, this is in the book, and this is how he's related. The hardware store behaves appropriately to the standard economic model. It responds to increased demand by rising its by raising its price. However, the participants in the survey did not agree. Eighty-two percent rated the action unfair or very unfair. Mm. Now this goes into the, to the fourfold pattern. I don't know if you got to this part, P, or yourself, mm-hmm. but uh, there, there's a fourfold pattern, and I can't entirely explain it because I did just read it and it's quite uh, what's the word complicated yeah somewhat <coughs> but the assignments of weight is to do with waiting we were just discussing it before we started recording but the waiting of a decision so how much emphasis you may put on making a decision on whether you'd get food and drink before you'd get clothes and jewellery yeah so this goes on this is part of the fourfold pattern the assignment of weights is sometimes conscious and deliberate. Most often, however, you are just an observer to a global evaluation that your System 1 delivers. And that's on page 310. On first impressions, how much weight is given to the appearance compared to personality or substance when meeting someone? Um. Me is personality, but what I'm very aware of... First impressions. Yeah, yeah I'll be honest. I mean, I, I think just through experience, I think I'm... Yeah, I give more weight to personality rather than appearance. But I am very aware, myself, how people will look at me from the outside. So, more often than not, 
I want to say, unfortunately, you have to dress up, make yourself look nice, and then meet that person. They see you, your exterior, they buy a bit more into you, then you sit down and have a conversation. This buys into the whole pret a thing that we were talking about earlier. We didn't talk about... No, well, you, you, I'm not saying you, but I mean, like, we laughed and glossed over. You know what I mean? I don't necessarily want to go too much into it. Happy to, but I don't necessarily need to go into it. You know, like, when you're going on... I I have gone into it anyway. When you're going on a first date as such, no, no, I'm being honest. Like, I personally believe that I will buy into someone's personality. And I, like, and I personally believe that, like, where people are going to buy into me, a female, is based on my personality. Not me taking her to some of these fancy restaurants up uptown, spending big money. Nah, Andrew's not about that life, mate. <laughs> Andrew's not about that life. It's personality. That's, you know what I mean? So yeah. I feel I can take you somewhere where it's not too upscale and you're going to buy into me. <laughs> no, I'm being dead serious. Very, very serious. It's Mace just laughing. Yeah. Very serious. No, but yeah, so no, I, I buy into personality because I'm looking to see if... Um, I'm not talking about females at this point. I'm talking about... In who you, yeah, in general. Who you are the person. Um, not necessarily whether you're trustworthy. We're talking about business. Are you trustworthy? Um, among other, obviously, um, traits as you as a person. So on first impressions, you don't, you don't look at what they're wearing at all. You just wait to hear what they've got to say or how they act. I think you do look at what people say. No, I knew you were doing that. But no, 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 no but you know what I did? I thought, let me give him it. All right, yeah, that's what you want. Yeah, go on, have it. <laughs> I thought, no, I think you do look at people, but I want to hear what comes out of the mouth. The reason why I say that, and I think you will know this too, like, so I remember when I was at college, when I was at college, there was a guy who I rolled with, all right? And now I'm talking about his, 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 um, his extracurricular activities. But I mean, like, I remember him saying to me, and he never used to look like presentable, presentable. Mm. And then he, he used to say something to me about, bro, he goes, don't worry about how I look. <laughs> like, he kind of said, I've got money. Like, and, and he wasn't lying. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, made, and it made me sit there and think as a young person, bro, like, I don't know, what, not why I, but like, actually, so I put emphasis in how I look. Yeah. And truth be told, I should be putting emphasis into like what resources I have. So like ever since then, I was maybe 16, 17, I started to, I'm not saying I do so now, but it kind of like changed a cog in my, my thinking as to, I mean, that way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what's coming out of someone's mouth? And then obviously I've had other experiences in life, which made me think, actually, that person may look like five pounds, but like their personality and the value they have as a person, like tenfold, you know? Yeah. Yeah, really good. Yeah, That's a good point, man. What about you, Mish? Um, Yeah, definitely personality for me all day, man. Um, it's hard because mm? if you, hey, <laughs> it's hard. Do you want me to ask the question again? Yeah, it's hard because obviously, if I've never, if it's first impressions, that's what only, the questions. Yeah, that it, if it's first impressions, you can only go off some something physically in terms of looks, dress, whatever. But the immediate, the immediate kind of intention is to try and get to know that person and start speaking to them. Mm. That's that's where I'm from, from, but that's where I'm coming from in terms of. I just find people mad interesting, and I I've, it's gone past the point of what the, of what the if you look like now. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I remember even, and I think I've been fortunate enough that I've met so many different types of people. Like I've met people, I've met people who, which I don't agree with, who purposely made themselves homeless, yeah. and travelled, like hitchhiking and all that, walk around barefoot, like that's up to them obviously but I've met and discussed and had a drink with those kind of people before bro like I've, I've met various people mm-hmm. and it's just made me realise there's so much stuff 
that I don't know that I can learn from these people honestly and like that's why I don't try and judge people by how they look at all I try and avoid it I try and avoid it we all have prejudices that they shine through in it but I do try and avoid it that's where system 2 tries to I try and engage my system 2 to override my initial system 1 thoughts you know what I'm saying and also like not to overdwell on like yeah not to continue your conversation because we've answered the question as such mm-hmm. um, I look at homeless people and I think to myself like don't judge don't be judging books by its cover you know what I mean because there's individuals who of course they found themselves in an unfortunate situation where they found themselves homeless but there's a lot of people who are I mean these people these, people, these are good people you know and well these are good people I forget where I was going these are good people okay. <laughs> <laughs> well I forget where I was going no 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 seriously I mean there's some good personally but sometimes there are unfortunate situations where people find themselves yeah, of course. you know homeless so I try not to judge a book by its cover um, moving on to rare events, which again we're, we're definitely in a rare event, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. How do people make judgments, and how do they assign decision weights? And this is on p- page three two four. And to answer that question, because he actually answers the question itself, people overestimate the probabilities of unlikely events, or people overweigh unlikely events in their decisions. <coughs> And on page three two nine, I don't think anyone's overweight or overestimated the disevent occurring, boy. Yeah, no, exactly. The idea of the denominator denominator neglect helps explain why different ways of communicating risks vary so much in their efforts. And I think that like leads back to a previous question about how do you define a statement when numbers are attached, and moreover, how are they represented? Do you know what? Oof. As I'm reading this, hmm. sorry, um, um, I was thinking, did that did that come from when he was in Israel and um, he yeah. was beside the car or the truck and he thought that um, because there were a number of um, suicide bombings at the time, mm. that um, his thoughts were naturally thinking about yes, okay. yes, yes, exactly that. These are like my last part part of the notes, mm-hmm. so it, it's it becomes a bit sporadic now. As we have seen in System 1, as we have seen, System 1 is much better at dealing with individuals than categories. And that refers to the numbers being in, in statistics and how they're pursued, um, not pursued. Interpreted. Interpreted, yeah. <laughs> is there, did you get to this part? Please? I did. I mean, um, he was talking about how he was driving in Israel, and I think he and I think he was saying there was a number of um, incidents and explosions at the time. And this was like one of the last things I listened to today. And he was beside the car or the bus, and he was a little bit worried. Now he sped ahead, and he went ahead, um, or he like he, a number of occasions where it happened, and he tried to go ahead of the bus to avoid it potentially um, being a suicide bombing. And when he said that, I thought to myself, well, like he was kind of apologising for his thoughts mm. and I didn't think there was any need to apologise I mean he went on to explain a, some good rationale I forgot some of the rationale but I don't see why you need to apologise for if there's like for example in this country um, like oh, we've been victims of terror attacks um, in recent time okay and, and as a result we put things in place um, personally and let's say the government to avoid those things happening again why would I not go through my checklist to avoid that happening you're only putting yourself first does that 
not make sense. Mm. Um, so I don't. I, I mean, so I understand why he was a little bit weary coming or going alongside a bus, which not that in particular bus, but buses in general have been a target of suicide bombers. So with, with that mindset that you've just had, do you think people are out of order who are putting themselves and their families first by going in and buying and and maybe buying excessive amounts of food just in worst case scenario that we get locked down 14 days and we, we're on rations or we don't get food? I think that's selfish. I still think that's selfish. I still think that's selfish, the way people have been behaving. I think it's down to, I mean, like... The one thing I knew and what I've now seen mm. is that I've always believed humans are selfish. I know sometimes it, t- sometimes it takes real tragedy to see the good in humans, but by nature, this sounds really sad because mm. sometimes it kind of contradicts itself in some ways by the way of our experiences because mm. you can find brotherhood or sisterhood in, yeah. in certain places. But by nature, I think sometimes humans are very, very selfish. And I think you're seeing this at this moment in time. There's enough, there's enough food for everybody. Mm. You know what I mean? There's enough, there's enough toilet roll for everybody, like there's no need for people to go like crazy and into overdrive as to buying baked beans and all this type of stuff. People ho- hopefully or should have been washing their hands before this started, right? <laughs> and, should con- and should continue to wash their hands. No, but I, no, I genuinely do believe like yeah. humans are selfish. I don't want to miss um, miss the question mm-hmm. as to what you said, but like I just think humans are selfish individuals, personally. Um, again, going back to the crisis that we're currently in, mm. in the middle of now. In regards to how things have been reported, like the numbers, the statistics, uh, percentages, mm-hmm. the population, and everything, mm-hmm. it was funny when reading this book. It 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 mentions about a a virus from Asia going over and taking the US, and it talks about the numbers and how it gets reported. And I'll read a, an excerpt. In one study, people saw info about a disease that kills. 1,286 people out of every 10,000 judged it as more dangerous than people who were told about a disease that kills 24.14% of the population. Considering today's climate, what's your take on how recent events are being reported? I've got, like... Also, oh, we've um, kind of watched episode one, like very small clips of episode one today, and we've had like a hindsight view mm. as to like our thoughts then. So in hindsight, we're geniuses. Well, you're supposed to be a genius anyway. All right. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I didn't think it was that serious, um, potentially because it hadn't hit the UK, um, potentially because it was on the radio 24-7 and I was tired of hearing it. At this moment in time, I do think we need to be taking this serious because of its potential and because of you talking about um, mortality, I think that's the correct word, mm-hmm. and it's killed a, um, or one person's more than enough, or yeah. one person's a lot anyway. Because it's killed a number of people, and in particular those who are vulnerable, I think it's something that we've got to take serious. Also, because it's, in theory, a new disease, you don't know what effects it's going to have in the following years. So at this moment in time, some of the information that's coming out is that it doesn't affect or it won't affect some of the younger people. And that's why probably some people have gone about their daily business, which is selfish as well. At this moment in time, yes, I'm taking it serious, but at the same time, I'm trying to keep a sense of, um, I don't know if reality is the right word, but trying to keep a sense of reality or normality about my daily business. But I am taking other people into consideration, hence shopping normally, um, 
yeah, hence shopping normally and asking people if they need any help. Actually, yeah, I put something on my face on my Facebook and Instagram as to <laughs> what was that? Yeah, no, no, because I don't take them things seriously. As my Facebook, yeah. actually, as to if anyone needs help with like homeless people and who like that, like just just drop me a message. If I can help you, I can help. You. If I can't, I can't. In terms of getting things about and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So yeah, I've just tried to keep a sense of normality, but at the same time, extend my hand. Here's mm-hmm. a point. Um, do I have a view on this, on the way things are being reported? And the reason why I ask is because yeah. in the book, it, it makes the point that that numbers get manipulated and it can be shown in a certain way. So that's yeah, it, good that, that same example could be said in two different ways, but depending on what you want to, the yeah. respondent to be like yeah. will determine how you put it. So he makes an example good about, uh, where was it? An example of an attorney wishing to, to cast doubt on a jury. Mm-hmm. So if you said to him, if you said a statistic in a certain way, then said it in another way, you can bend it so it sounds less it's harmful than what it actually yeah. is or more harmful exactly. than what it actually yeah. is. Yeah. It depends how you put the numbers. <coughs> Hence, the previous question beforehand was, do you, do you make judgment when numbers are attached to the statement? Yeah. So if 25% of people are affected from this disease, what would your reaction be to 125 people are disease free, but the, the, it can be it could be the same result, but instead yes. put it in a different way. Yeah, yeah. that's that the point of the question. Yeah. So the way that, the way the media is presenting the figures at the moment, I think is required. Okay. Um, and I get exactly what you're saying because I read something two or three weeks ago. And this thing, I can't remember if it was online or it was in the um, printed printed media, it flipped the statistics round mm-hmm. and said such and such percent of people have made a full recovery okay. after having um, the after discovering they've had the coronavirus, mm-hmm. and it almost like oh it's not that bad then because all these people I'll be damn unlucky if I don't yeah. recover even if I get it. Mm-hmm. But I think the way the media is doing it or portraying it, you're right, they've twisted it so that it's more feared yeah. because they're always telling you how many people have died. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not telling you how many people have recovered. Mm-hmm. In fact, I've, I haven't seen in any of um, old BJ's speeches, by the way, this percentage or this number of people have recovered from it. You can work it out yourself because they're telling people have been affected and how many people have died. Mm-hmm. So you can actually do the math yourself. Mm-hmm. But hey, we're system oneers, <laughs> so we ain't gonna sit down and wear that out. System two is lazy out here, so um, yeah, I see exactly what you're saying. But I think sometimes it's needed. So in this situation, I think it is needed. Yeah. The yeah. way the way that it's been that is that the figures are being manipulated and portrayed. By and large, I don't necessarily like the way information is provided by the media. Yeah. By and large, um, but there's obviously an argument for. You know how else would they provide how else would they provide the news and, and mm. yeah how else would they provide the information? But in this case, I think you find there are almost two different fractions. You got those who are listening to the information and those who are still in the parks playing tennis and doubles and having parties and going to the pubs and stuff like that. So you might need to incite a bit of fear, or yeah, I think you need to incite a bit of fear. Fear is the wrong word, actually, but you need to <coughs> inform people of the severity of the of, of of the illness. So hopefully they take heed. So I was just going back to a certain part I just noted about, and 
yeah, I'm not going to go into it because <laughs> I don't quite comprehend it, to be fair. What was your thoughts on that last question, Frank? Uh, how it's being reported. I'll be totally honest, I ain't got a Scooby because I haven't looked at Paid the attention. news. I don't look at the news. You look tell me the news, what's going on. As you don't know, like, honestly, hand, hand on heart, I don't actually listen to the news. Only when you told me certain things that I, I tuned into the LBC, even, and I spoke to my mate yesterday, he was like, just by talking to you, I could tell you've not watched the news. Yeah. You sound hella calm. I'm like... Ugh. Do you know what made me laugh? When we come here a couple of weeks ago, and um, we was like, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. And then something clicks. Shit, I've got jobs next week and this is shutting down. <laughs> it just clicked. <laughs> and then I think you was like, I guys when we left, you were like, okay, what's going on out here? Yeah, Holy yeah. I'll have, a, I'll, I'll have a little look. But other than that, in regards to how things are being reported, um, I am truly unaware because I don't pay too much attention to it. Maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe it's a good thing. I think it's a bit both for you. I mean, funny enough, I mean, I know I sent in another group, um, Boris is talking up, well, he speaks at five every single day. I, I don't know if it's different on the weekends. Yeah, he does. Uh, I don't think he does Saturdays. And I don't, he don't want today. He don't want on, a, yeah. on the spot. I didn't hear today's. Um, but like, I'd advise you to listen at 5 p.m. I think this is something everybody needs to listen to. Well, tomorrow? Yeah, every day single day. I think, yeah. I think you need to, every single day, I think people need to because he's saying something that's talking to, there's nothing in there. Anyway, there's something you can take from that. That's not even like, no joke. Mm. Um, I think I did that for one day. The day that you probably told me, or the yeah. Next so day. no, no. So, but no. But as to the news and stuff like that, yeah. I mean, sorry, no. I listen to LBC. I'm not making an excuse. I want to hear people like and their views and stuff. Like, I don't want to hear what um, it's been provided by, let's say, uh, a tabloid or a mainstream. Yeah, an establishment. Of course, I know this information has been provided to establishment and people having conversation. But yeah. by and large, like with radio shows and stuff like that, so many different nuances being provided I want to hear them whereas a newspaper is one nuance you take it in mm. and by and large people believe it and then they go out and they spurt it off into the world which is can be quite destructive if I'm honest very similar to I mean Trump I mean mm. as far as he's concerned it's the China virus you know, <laughs> you know what I mean China ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, can uh, before we, we wrap up because mm. I haven't got any more notes unfortunately mm-hmm. the last part and t- do you know what? There's so many different parts that I really wanted to dwell into, but again, time, time is of the essence as well. But you are less prone, and I think I was more thinking of you in this part, Pete, when this came up. You are less prone to useless churning of your portfolio. If you And this is also listening out for people that are actually currently looking about doing stocks and bonds and, and FX Pro and everything like that. You are less prone to useless churning of your portfolio if you don't know how every stock in it is doing every day or every week or even every month. A commitment not to change one position for several periods, the equivalent of locking in an investment, improves the the financial performance. Do you, do you know what I mean? No, I think I know what you mean. I mean, I think, to be fair, there's a large chunk of this... that's page 340, by the way. There's a large chunk in this book which kind of it talks about trading. Yeah. I mean, essentially, as in, like, there's individuals yeah, who... The probability and, and uh, the fact of making, hedging your bets and everything. Yeah, so there's a number of people who spend the whole day trading and then there's people who spend very little time trading and those people make as much money, if not more, than those individuals spend all day. You know, due to the fact that they can be... Um, 
affected by what they see and stuff like that and actually being immersed in what I, I find anyway and I understand it being immersed in looking at charts all day is really annoying it can be really annoying and also you can be tempted to jump in when you see opportunities as I said before for me I have very very simple rules alright and to make it very very simple and clear for those listening like I know there's there can be significant movement um, between a certain period of time like let's say from 8 to 12 or 8 to 1 but then I can find myself at 3pm looking at the chart you shouldn't be involved at that point you know when the, your movement you yes. know when your time is you should have been playing then and if you're not involved then stay out because you're potentially likely to lose because you're going to make decisions which are irrational oh we were here last week Monday and we were talking about how I made some bad decisions you know what I did when I went home mm. I went home more. and traded <laughs> and I lost money <laughs> made some more I didn't even tell you that I went out and I was money. and then I you know what I did and I, and I woke up thinking you're so stupid because like you told you I had this conversation a couple of hours ago yeah. you went home and what I do is I often lie on my bed and I got my laptop there I, and then I went and lost the thing is my decisions to go into the market are not wrong is like at that time of night things are just moving around wishy-washy mm. and it's going in the direction I want it to mm. but you know that now is not the time leave it to the morning when things are a bit more settled and things are established and then go into it not to go into technicalities as a trader well it, it, it does essentially say when you when you lock into something like stay and don't keep on content looking at it otherwise that's what will happen you'll, you'll change your mind consistently yeah that you will do you'll see things I mean in fact, in fact that is essentially what is happening now with the stock market or all markets because again I've had some phenomenal conversation man. like seriously like um, like a guy who I was talking to I think I said this last week I mean in conversation a guy who I was having a conversation with said of course the market has gone down because of the coronavirus but that wasn't the the beginning of the issues he said there was almost a trade war between like the US and Russia and China or due to I don't know if it's China but due to oil and all that type of stuff and this began some of the issues and obviously with the coronavirus obviously and together people were just enacting fear sell 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 also like I don't know if you've heard like they paused the markets for like 10-15 minutes each day sometimes to give the market a breather because it's just hell like people just pressing sell sells it's all based on people yeah, people and their emotions rather than okay. sometimes the reality of what is actually taking place. You know, and unfortunately, obviously, um, the country of the world is going to have to, um, I don't know, we're going to have to rebuild, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right, well, we've got to wrap it up there. It's not the end of the book, but it is the end of where we've got to. And if you want to find out why, listen to the book review and you'll find out why we actually haven't finished the book mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. All right, so yeah um, let's wrap it up listen subscribe what's comment, yeah listen subscribe comments feedback um, constructive and positive um, on all the socials and that's insta insta that's twitter what else are we on? On Facebook. Facebook, Facebook YouTube. Yeah. SoundCloud. Yeah. Spotify. Yeah, I think that's up. I look forward to hearing from you. And um, yeah, as I said, if you want to find out more why we actually yeah. haven't finished the book, yeah. then listen to the book review. Yeah. And always, you can always drop us a line as well. Um, uh, if I come and borrow your email address. <laughs> uh, fullybooked at gmail.com. That's full, F-U-L-L, uh, the letter E. And then B-O-O-K-E-D at gmail.com. Yeah.
Yeah. Uh, stay safe. Keep washing your hands and um, wish you well. Keep washing your hands.